When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. And good morning. Welcome in Mississippi State and Ole Miss, both with road wins in the Southeastern Conference. Those are always precious. We are ESPN 1059 The Zone. We're brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Grab a great steak, glass of bourbon, KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Arkansas and Auburn are a combined 0-9 in conference play. Would you have thought that going into Labor Day weekend? Arkansas and Auburn, winless in conference games. Woo! All right, you can hit us up on the Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor Caller Line, 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bow Bounds. And the Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. We want to welcome in Jake Thompson. Uh, on three, Ole Miss Spirit. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. And Jake, uh, did you think that Quinshawn Judkins would have his 2023 coming out party Saturday against Auburn? Uh, I felt he was motivated all week i know he told us uh you know it's just business as usual one you know treat each day in the same but i think if you're grew up less than you know an hour 40 minutes away from from that school and they didn't really kick the tires on you that much in high school i would want to prove something or at least be motivated in front of my friends and family at the very least and that's that's exactly what he did he didn't have his highest total uh but he had his second highest total but it was the best he'd look running the ball consistently throughout the game. I think he looked better than he did against LSU in that shootout. But, yeah, for sure. And even after the game, he kind of, you know, pulled the curtain back and showed his cards and said, yeah, once Saturday got there and he was in that stadium, it was hard to kind of keep those emotions in check. And, yeah, he was he was playing with a purpose. Jake Thompson, Ole Miss insider, talking Ole Miss beating Auburn. And uh, they only have one loss in the conference. Here we are marching into – Late October, how how comp, uh, you know, Vandy's not any good, twenty five point favorite, so that'll be a W. 
and and then we go back to back against A and M and Georgia. Um, what's your confidence level right now that Ole Miss can finish eleven and one? I think eleven and one's just a tough ask because it's still A and M and still Georgia and Georgia at home, and you may be getting a semi-healthy Brock Bowers. He that that game kind of comes in the beginning of his window to return, depending on you know which doctor or, or internet doctor you believe or, or read in terms <laughs> of his prognosis. But uh, I think that's going to be a tough one, just any way you slice it, especially on the road at, at their place. But I think. A ten and two season hinges on just what kind of A and M do you get in a, you know in a couple of weeks and what are they playing for? Do they feel like you know they're just they got nothing to lose? They're the animal kind of cornered and do they come out guns blazing? But they haven't played well here, uh, you know, under Jimbo. That Ole Miss has had more success here, and they've gotten their number at College Station as well. But I still think the the trickiest of the games left is Texas A and M, just because everybody I think is should be at least aware of just the challenge that is Georgia, but 10 and two is definitely possible after you got past just what was the wild card game Saturday night over in Jordan Hare. Uh, you were there. Was that your first game there or have you been there before? No, I was there two years ago when the, with the Matt Corral game where he was hurt, came back. And, uh, so this was my second time there. Okay. So was that a night game? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. All right, so first time for Ole Miss to beat Auburn in back-to-back years since 51-52. Was it it a lot louder than two years ago or or crazy and the same? It was pretty loud. That press box is, you know, I didn't know it, but I just kind of asked somebody, and it's a very good press box in terms of soundproof. Like, it muffles a lot of stuff. So, I mean, uh, and I'm saying that to say we could hear the crowd at times in the press box. So it was – I, I can't possibly imagine how loud it actually was in that stadium. But for, for three quarters, they had that crowd in it until Dart got that touchdown at the last like second or the end of the, the third quarter. And that just kind of put the damper on the stadium uh, for most of the fourth quarter until they got that touchdown with a minute left and, uh, you know, with the chance to try to get the onside kick. But for three quarters, that place was, was packed, uh, rocking, and, they they showed up. I know that it's you know before the game or before the end of the game they were zero and three and three and three and just kind of spinning their wheels. But that crowd showed up and it's it is a tough environment. I mean that, that that's not really coach speak. No matter if it's Kiffin or anybody else, that's a crazy environment. And you add at night and all the historical stuff with Ole Miss playing over there at night. So you know a lot of off the field factors were there. But you know that that Ole Miss just kind of gutted it out and they keep telling us this after each game when they kind of win these games that they don't think the 2022 team could have handled you know these kind of games uh you know Uh, they had good players but they feel like this is a more bonded and meshed team and more experienced with this adversity and they they kind of keep showing it starting all the way back with the two-lane game okay so you you basically get a bye week against vandy you mentioned a&m they play south carolina uh, it'll be interesting. They should win handily, but we don't ever know what we're going to get from A&M, right? Yeah, you know, they've, they've looked okay with Max Johnson coming in. And, you know, Ole Miss has faced him already when he was wearing, a, you know, an LSU helmet at one time uh, in his career. So they, they're familiar with him. But, yeah, you're right. It's just it's been, the SEC has been up and down. You don't know what you get, and you expect one thing, and then maybe the game's – very different until that team wakes up and pulls away at the end or wins by a touchdown. And 
But no, I think I mean I I believe Texas A&M is good. Their defensive line is good. It's just the offense and can it do enough to uh, to compete? Because I I do think Ole Miss all you know obviously every team does, but Ole Miss's offense just seems to click better at home. And that maybe that's a captain obvious statement, but if they can find a way to score on that A&M defense, I think the Ole Miss defense can do enough to frustrate the Aggies. But yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to just their mindset of how they, what they do this coming weekend and, and where they are and just kind of where their season is entering November 4th. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What, what else? I mean, as the ebb and flow of the game, I, I didn't really ever think Auburn could win it. Did you? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, for the first time I kind of felt, on paper, Ole Miss was actually the head and shoulders better team just from what little that I've watched of Auburn. And obviously the five, six games I'd watched of Ole Miss. But, you know, it just happens that they, they struggled. And some of that was self-inflicted. Dart's interception where he kind of threw a little behind Franklin and he tried to tip it to himself, but momentum took him the wrong way. And then it was picked off. And then it just, you know, some other passes. And, you know, until Trey Harris caught that first of two back-to-back kind of long catches – the offense was just kind of stuck for about 25, 26 minutes of game time. I think there was a total of nine punts between both teams, a couple turnover on downs, and then halftime in there to end another drive. So there was just a lot of just kind of back and forth, kind of ugly, grinded out football. But I think, it, you know, at the end of that quarter, Ole Miss showed, yes, we are the better team and, and kind of, you know, enforce that a little bit on Auburn to start the fourth quarter. All right, the, uh, I've got a minute. Jake Thompson on three sports, Ole Miss spirit on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. You got the mighty Vanderbilt Commodores this weekend. You're 25 and a half point favorites. Are you laying the points or taking the points, Jake? I I think laying. I don't know. That's a lot. Even for like really, really good teams, anything over 20, you know, three touchdowns, I always feels a lot. So I, would, I wouldn't touch that one, honestly. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. What time did you get back yesterday? Oh, I got back in the afternoon. I, uh, I I slept a little bit, you know, maybe a couple hours after that game, and then I got back in the afternoon. Nice. All right, man, we'll talk soon. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Okay, Jake Thompson, uh, he was there. Ole Miss beats Auburn. First time back-to-back since 51-52 and uh, pulled away late. I never really thought that Ole Miss would lose the game. He did make a great point, the two long throws. Kind of broke Auburn's will, right? I mean, they had they had played scrappy ball all night, and then uh, and then that was it. Ole Miss is a twenty five and a half point favorite over Jason's Vanderbilt Commodores. We're live in the Bank Plus Studio. C Spire Connerly coming up next. can understand you if you're doing your sec power rankings with brock bowers i can understand you putting georgia one now today they're without brock bowers Mm. i can understand you putting georgia number two now if if bama and georgia play in the sec championship game brock bowers will be back and and then that changes things. he's the best player on the field yeah, no matter who he's playing. <laughs> I mean, they could be playing. He's He might even still be better than Marvin Harrison Jr. if they had to play Ohio State again. More, well, more valuable, I maybe. I think they're both 
I don't even know why we have to say ones. They're both unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, in a day and age where I mentioned earlier with Kiffin and and, and some other teams, um, explosive plays, you can get that from Bowers or Harrison Jr. Right. Um, if you look at the teams that are struggling, Auburn, Mississippi State, Arkansas, A&M, you know, Florida, South Carolina. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Missouri hasn't played anybody, so I. But I don't want to down what they've done. I mean, you know, they've got some good skill players. I mean, they went out and they muscled up. They did what some other teams in the league didn't do. They went out. They raised some. Sometimes you got to dial for dollars. And they went out and spent some money and got some players instead of sitting on their hands. Um, and and give Lane credit. He added to the court. I mean, if Jackson Dart takes the wrong hit, Ole Miss is, we still haven't seen him yet, is confident that Spencer Sanders could come in and be a tremendous playmaker. But you went out and got Trey Harris, pre-scorn, Bentley from a couple of years ago. You know, that's that's what you got to do. Um. And then teams sat on their hands and they, they don't have, there's no explosive plays. There's no explosive plays in Auburn, Starble, Fayetteville, Columbia, South Carolina. You got to feel sorry for Spencer Rattler. He's a good player. They are so poorly coached. It is unbelievable. And um, I guess Shane Beamer at South Carolina has to just wipe the slate clean. And he'll get one more shot. I mean, I'm talking like it could be seven of the ten full-time assistants, which usually is not a recipe for flipping it and making it happen and whatever. I don't see him getting fired. It looks like Arkansas, unless something crazy happens, is going to let go of Pittman. And they'll either owe him $16 million or if he continues to lose, $11 million. I'm not going to get bogged down in the deep, but it really depends on if he finishes above 500 from when his contract kicked in or below 500. He's 18 and 16 right now. So I'll just mm. kind of leave it at that. It, the article that we read this morning, it can get bogged down in a X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. 11 million if he finishes under 500 from when the contract kicked in, 16 million from uh, over 500 from when it kicked in. So that's that's what we're looking at. Um. Zach Arnett with a good win, you know, can they find a couple more? And will that be enough? I, you know, will 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 uh will a Kentucky win and Southern Miss win be enough? I'm just throwing that out. I mean, six and six that first year, completely different style offense. That's got to be enough to you make a bowl game, you keep the streak going. That's got to be enough, right? Where are they now? Thirteen. Thirteen. So that'd be fourteen. The way that the season started, too. Who does Kentucky play? They play Tennessee this weekend mm. before going to Mississippi State. Okay. But the only two games that Kentucky's Kentucky, lost was against high-powered offenses. I mean, Missouri can throw the ball. They, they're they going to throw the ball on you. Yeah. And then it, Georgia's Georgia. Right. So can State kind of replicate what has taken down Kentucky? That's the big question. Um, well, if you're asking me if Mississippi State's going to turn into a high-powered offense in the next two weeks, they are not. 
You got to get Tulu the ball, though. Five touches? Well, one, when you look at the snaps they had, they just didn't have a lot of snaps, okay? Yeah, in the game. Um, Look, they had a backup QB who's marginal. Yeah. Uh, He busted as you know what to make some things happen. And I think they realized, Jason, that Arkansas couldn't score. And Arnett told Barbe, we're not doing, and we've got a, a guy who threw a pick within the first three. You didn't even get a sip of your Mountain Dew or Dr. <laughs> something down. Threw a pick and they were like, we're not going to do this. We're going to make them go score. I think they absolutely dialed it down. All right, Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Speaking of recruiting, whether it's high school recruiting or the transfer portal, it is the lifeblood of your program. And some teams have done it very well and some haven't. Well, if you're looking to add to your business, you're looking for a COO, EVP, VP, um, attorney as a partner, CPA, Well, executive searches are powered by kineticstaffing.com. Get the right people on the field with kineticstaffing.com. Executive search firm. It is the number one executive search firm. Build your talent bench today with kinetic, kineticstaffing.com. Let Alan Lang and the team do what is necessary for you to take your business to another level. Kineticstaffing.com. Here we go. It's time for the ceasefire Connerly Trophy watch list. And it's all right here, right now on the Out of Bounds Show on ESPN 105.9. The Zone. All right, the week after Thanksgiving weekend, Tuesday, you will, uh, you'll get your ceasefire 2023 ceasefire Connerly winner. And we are doing the ceasefire Connerly watch every week. And we'll run down who played well over the weekend. Uh, Jackson Dart, Ole Miss QB, was 10 of 17 for 202 yards. Also, 14 carries for 44 yards. How about that last TD where he ran straight up the middle? Uh, And two TDs. Lane knows how to, he knows when to call the play. And when, how did they score? Red zone scoring efficiency. Red zone, red zone, red zone. Um, and he may be in a little bit outside of the red zone on that one, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Jackson Dart. He's having a heck of a year. Uh, MSU, backup quarterback Mike Wright went on the road and 145 total yards of offense, 85 through the air, 8 to 12. Actually had a TD, little pass there to Marks. And 11 carries for 60 yards. I thought that was a phantom bogus call. I thought he could have had crazy rushing numbers had they not called that penalty when he ran around the right side. Yeah. Um, That would have really made him look really, really good and given Mississippi State some breathing room. But they called the penalty on Justin Robinson. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Southern Miss running back Kenyon Clay, 10 carries, 60 yards. Jackson State, quarterback Jacoby and Morgan, 20 of 36, 141 with a TD, 10 carries on the ground, 75 yards and another tutty for the Jackson State Tigers. Who won? 
Uh, Mississippi Valley State running back uh, DeFabian Fant, four carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. I think that's a pretty good yards per carry. So congratulations to DeFabian Fant. Bellhaven running back Colby Blunt. We've been talking about him this year. 14 carries, 102 yards, and three touchdowns for the Blazers. They're on Peachtree Street. The reason why I know that, I grew up on Pinehurst. Right there at Bellhaven. Delta State quarterback Patrick Chagog, 13 to 33, 186, and three touchdowns. Alcorn State running back Jar Jarvion Howard, 14 carries, 155 for a touchdown. Mississippi College running back R.J. Wilson, 26 carries for 148 and two touchdowns. That is your C Spire, Connerly watch list. Justin Frommer, Jeans Page, coming up next. Local Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. Go local. Go with a home. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. Mississippi State needed a win. And they got one on the road against the Arkansas Razorbacks. May not have been pretty, but uh, I can promise you this. There was a celebration in the locker room afterwards. And the plane ride home from Fayetteville was a lot better with a win than a loss. Zach Arnett got his first win of the year. Conference win. Before Sam Pittman and Hugh Freeze, who are combined 0-9 in SEC play. Wow. (laughs) That's... There's a surprise. <laughs> I'm just saying. Auburn and Arkansas are 0 and 9 in league play. You've got some others with zeros. Vanderbilt hasn't won a game, a league game. So, um that's that's a wow right there. We are the Out of Bounds show, 1059 the Zone ESPN. The Mississippi State defense played well on Saturday, and so we thought we would bring in Justin Frommer. Um jeanspage.com 247 sports he was there at the game he joins us on the farm bureau insurance guest line uh justin did you have an over under of 10 points for that game <laughs> i i in my prediction i had way over at seven three was not what I, I i picked the mississippi state win but seven three was not what i expected okay all right uh how here's you know Teams go on the road in this league, and you can get embarrassed, especially when you're, well, when you're not that good, which Mississippi State's not that good, and they're kind of trying to figure out who they are. Um, I'm not even sure they're going to do that this year. Um, they're kind of in an experimental phase. Um, some are against it. Some are for it. But you you go on the road with a backup quarterback in Fayetteville, and your backup QB throws a pick. And yet you're able to overcome adversity because your defense plays so well. How impressed were you with the fact that they turned the ball over so early but didn't allow Arkansas to, like, run away with the game? Oh, I mean, extremely impressed. And and not just – I mean, obviously the defense is going to get the headline, and I'll talk about that going uh, regarding this question. But also Mike Wright deserves some credit for that too because – if you have a true freshman quarterback, you no, know, like like Chris Parson, if he were if he were you no know, 
playing in that game and throws that pick on the first play. Who knows how he, he reacts on the road in front of a you know big crowd and in a must-win environment. And I think Mike Wright having you know 11 SEC starts in, in his back pocket, having you know a SEC road win before in his career, um, that that sort of you know helps settle him down and, and realize you know he's going to make a mistake and, and can still manage this game. And even though it was an ugly win, a win is a win, and you don't apologize for that. But but yes, the defense led the way for Mississippi State, and extremely impressed because. There was not a single level of that defense that you were sort of going into that game and, and were confident in them performing. They hadn't created consistent pressure all year, and, and what I sort of was looking for was, was just one time for their for Mississippi State's defensive front to dominate a offensive line that they should dominate, and they finally did that. Now, K.J. Jefferson was under pressure all afternoon, um, it wasn't just coming, you know, up the middle with linebacker blitzes. Uh, DeCamrion Richardson had a had a uh, sack, I believe, coming off uh, a corner blitz. Sean Preston was getting in there off the uh, off the edge as well. Um, linebackers tackled fairly well when there when Jefferson had his uh, you know opportunities in space, got out of the pocket, and then he had nothing downfield uh, against against Mississippi State secondary to, to to throw to. I mean, you. He missed a couple wide open guys. It looked like he may have had the wide open guy, um, you know, in the end zone when, um, you know, off that interception to that could have given Arkansas a seven nothing lead. But other than that, I mean, the secondary played without doubt their best best game of the of the day and, and helped that Sean Preston also had that that interception as well, which now gives him a team leading three. Him and Jet Johnson were were joking a little bit about that after the game that, that you know he took the team lead in, in interceptions over Jet. But yeah, defense without a doubt best performance. Uh, of the season for them. Okay, so we're visiting with Justin Frommer, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Zach Arnett gets a conference win before Sam Pittman and Hugh Freeze. Um, the defense, why do you think it took so long? I mean, they people had been talking about how it was a pretty vanilla and generic pass rush for the first half of the season. And I don't want to say exotic blitzes, but that is fun to say, I think, for people in your business and my business. But they started bringing pressure from all over the field. Why do you think it took so long, Justin? I think, I mean, I think health for sure plays plays a factor in that. I mean, when you have three or four rotation, you know, first, first string, second string guys who were out, you're forced to do different things. Like, um, you know, we saw against Alabama and Western Michigan where they had to go to sort of that that two four five look where where you know you bring in Don Terry Russell as a fourth linebacker, but I, I think and then, and then I think when you get get some of those guys back, but I think it's just guy more guys winning winning one on ones inside and and move and just trying different things. I think many people felt like that yeah, looked more like a Zach on that defense, and you know I can't really speak to that. I, I haven't been here the past couple seasons to. To, to confirm that and he won't wouldn't confirm that after the game either gave credit full credit to Matt Brock had to just... had to he 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 had to get and I think he waited too late um and I think this is a mistake of a first year head coach who got thrown into the mix but because he should have been heavily if you're going to promote from within Justin you have to be heavily involved from the jump um but he he had to be a big piece of the puzzle as to why they played like they did. You agree? 
Yeah, and I mean, this is this is his program, and and if he and he's a, and he he's a defensive mind, so if he can't look at you know the first six games and say you know Matt Brock needs some help here, or he just needs maybe more guidance, or or even just another voice in the room to to help the group, then then he wouldn't be doing his job right. So no matter how much help he he did in that in in that game, you no, know, it was clearly needed and it clearly made a difference. Yeah. Um. I, let, Sean Preston's the best. I think he's the best player on the. There may be guys with more of an NFL pedigree, although eh, wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on a team. But as far as what all you can do with, he's the biggest playmaker and difference maker, even over Bookie and Jet, because he can do so many different things. That's the way I see it. How do you see it? Oh, a hundred. I mean, I think I've said it maybe three or four games now where, you know, he makes a big play and I'll tweet out all Sean Preston Jr. does is make plays. I mean, in terms of, in terms of Mississippi State secondary, I haven't seen a guy get like downhill towards, especially in the run game and, and, and run fits and trying to get up there to make a play, get downhill faster than he does. It, it's pretty cool to see. Um, and, and again, I can't speak to, you know, his, his full career here at Mississippi State, but this is definitely feels like a, a breakout season for him. I don't know what it's going to mean for his future, but he seems to command sort of that back end for, for Mississippi State fairly well. And, and again, he's come up three or four times this year and, and made a play where um, Mississippi State really needed to talk about uh, that, that fourth fumble in Arizona against Arizona after the 19-play drive, forced another fumble against uh, South Carolina. I can't remember if, uh, if uh, the offense turned that one into points. Um, and then you have the, uh, you know, the interception um, yeah, uh, Saturday. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely been one of, if not the biggest bright spot on, on Mississippi State's defense. Yeah, and uh, Pickering played well, but – I think I don't want to make too much out of the win. Seven to three over an Arkansas team that's got a dead man walking coach. But how do you see this? Auburn's not that good, but they still have to go to Auburn, and Auburn is better as far as personnel. Um, if they continue to bring pressure from all over the field, you give them a shot on the planes Saturday. Absolutely. A- absolutely, because you know, I mean, if, if no, you're, they're not going to win every game seven to three. But if a, if a defense can get to a quarterback as much as it did and, dis- and disrupt as much as Mississippi State did on Saturday, I mean, that's going to give them a shot. And obviously, they're going to need to get more from the offense. Um, Zach Arnott said that too. And I don't know if they were too, you know, conservative with that, but you know, he, he mentioned the need for more explosiveness from the offense and, and, and giving that group some more opportunity. Um, going forward, but but if a defense, play, I mean, anytime you hold a power five team to three points, that I mean, you you have as good of a chance to win as as any. So, um, I, I certainly give them a, a very strong chance to to win at Auburn, and and even going forward or through that, I give them a very strong chance to win at home against Kentucky. Um, I think most everyone is expecting a win against Southern Miss and, and you know that that gets you to bowl eligibility and, and even Texas A and M you who who knows what what type of you know group that shows up in, in a couple of weeks. So I I give them a fairly strong chance to win you know, most of the rest of their games. What what's the latest on Woody Marks? He he was limping around, he played hurt. Um you feel like he always gets hurt but most of the time is able to come back in. Um what are your what are you hearing and what are your expectations as far as yeah, his I, I thought, health. 
I, I saw him walking around a little bit after the game when we were done with interviews. Didn't have you know any wraps on or anything. Um, I I think the same thing that goes with every other player on on Mississippi State roster is if he's good to go, then then he's going to play. And I think especially with him, just as how important he is to the offense, he maybe have some more leeway where if he's just sixty seventy percent and and he feels like he can go, then then the trainers and the coaching staff will probably let him. Um, but on the flip side of that, I think if he can't go, then Zach Arnett sort of needs to, and Kevin Barber, they both need to trust their running back room a little bit more. Um, very deep group. You know, we've seen bursts and, 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 you know, positive things from pretty much everybody in that group at some point this year. So if, if Woody Marks can go on, on Saturday against Auburn, um, you know, I expect him to have somewhat of a role because um, even, even after he got hurt, uh, Saturday against Arkansas, he still was doing a little bit in the second. Excuse me, in the second half. Um, but but um, yeah, if, if he can, that that running back room is is good enough to fill in fill in the void as, as much as they can. Yeah, um, it's a major drop off, but but maybe they can piece it together. The freshman may be the most the most talented, but I don't I don't know exactly where Davis is and and how comfortable they are with him. We're visiting with Justin Frommer, Jeans Page. 247 Sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Zach Arnett got a huge win on the road. He's trying to win enough to get year two. And um, I guess Auburn maybe went up 60-40 Auburn. Kentucky maybe 50-50 slight edge to Kentucky. And they'll beat Southern Miss. Um, what did you think about kicking the field goal instead of going for it? I thought they should have gone for at, it. At the end of the game? Oh, I... I thought that was that's asking for trouble at the end of the game arkansas needs a touchdown even if they made it who knows what happens if if they block it who knows what happens on the kickoff return and and if you're just talking about field field possession uh possession uh you just gave them 10 10 extra yards closer to uh to a game a game winning drive i thought that was not smart in the moment and ended up working out but I would have, you know, just gotten Mike Wright under center and, and just try to get the yard. It's not like you're at midfield trying to do it. You were, you know, inside the 20. Um, yeah, I, I would have gone for it. Yeah. Um, okay. So they head to Auburn. Their defense. I, I'm not sure what to do after this weekend, Justin, because they were so bad on defense the first six games. And then they play well, and I understand that Arkansas's kind of a, you know, what do you have? But you do have to tip the cap to the defense. I mean, are you thinking this is going to be a totally? This is not usually what happens. Are you thinking this is a totally new defense going forward, or do you need to see it again? Yeah, I think I probably need to see it again. I do too. I mean, if, if if you if you do it two weeks on the road in the SEC, I think. You, you can say you maybe got something here now. Um, if, and, and not to say that Auburn's an Arkansas, or Auburn is an offensive juggernaut either, but a, if you went on the road in this league, it's a, it's a win, and it doesn't matter how it happens. And if you play defense on the road in this league like they did, that's, you know, you, you tip your cap to them, and, 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 and uh, you, you can see that that group maybe found some things that clicked last week. So definitely want to see it again, though. Okay. Uh, Will Rogers. When does he play again? Um, I think Southern Miss week is when he comes back. Um, some some sources that I have I've talked to, you know, 
they wouldn't talk about the injury per se, uh, but they talked as if he was going to come back. Um, I don't think that's something that they need a rush. I think they can win with Mike Wright, and I don't. And and now that they have this Arkansas win under their belt, the, the path to a bowl game is a lot clearer. So I don't think that's something that they're going to rush. Okay. So Mike Wright on the road at Auburn. I don't know if that's a recipe for success. At home against Kentucky, I think they may can dial up the recipe to get it up. What do you think? Do you think that's fair? I give Auburn a 60-40 edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think their de- I mean, their, their defense is, is sort of got the, got the, I mean, not sort of. They do got the edge over, over Mississippi State's offense. Yeah. Um, um, first one to nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, first one in the end zone, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> very, very, very interested to see, you know, sort of how Auburn is, has, is going to be utilized here. Their two quarterbacks, um, obviously Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne. They, I mean, they seem to can't settle on on who's, you know, doing doing more and able to move the offense more. Um, I think. Mississippi State can, can handle what what they do offensively. It's just can they do it on the road, back to back weeks? That, that that that's a tough task. And again, against another team that's sort of playing for their season as well. So that that could be very emotionally draining. Um, going against sort of that scenario on the road and back to back weeks, I would think. Yeah. Hey, who knew that a pre snap penalty could win you a game? I didn't even see the – no, I mean, obviously you see the flag, but I didn't even notice the, the false start. And you're just sort of watching that play play out, and you're like, that's pretty on brand for what this season has been. Yeah. And, that, and, and I mean, yeah, and, that, and you got the penalty against against Justin Robinson too because that, that, that would have uh, – on the on the block. Um, I, I thought, thought was that flag. was a BS call, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of – after seeing the replay, I'm sort of 50-50 on it. Um and I mean, in terms of making the game safer, that kind of plays into that. But because that that play felt like that would have been the dagger. Oh, if, if that, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I've never seen a, a false start, you know, save a game like like you know that did. Yeah. All right. Have you, had you been to Arkansas before? I've not. So that I, I'm from from the I'm from Michigan. Haven't lived in the South before. Got here in April. That was my first. I guess second SEC town outside of uh, Starkville, got Columbia earlier this year, and then and then Fayetteville, and uh, I definitely enjoyed my time. Good, good. I hope you had some uh, a good meal and a beer or whatever it is you like to to do. Um, <laughs> beautiful area up there. Um, I bet the weather looked well, great. The, the driving was great. Once you get past like Little Rock and you got all the mountains and, the, and the, all the trees, different colors, it was awesome. Yeah, I bet it was. So, are you a Wolverine, Sparty? What, what no, what's going on? No, I'm a I'm a Sparty, and uh, I had a rough between them and the Lions. I did not have a fun weekend. Damn, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't expect. I, I, I wouldn't. It, it wasn't going to surprise me for the Ravens to win, but. I didn't know it was going to be thirty-five to nothing before I could get one beer down, Justin. Right, right, and I think from from you know my my you know Michigan friends and and Twitter followers, and we're sort of all in agreement that that's one of those games you take the tape and burn it because I mean you're five and two, you got Vegas coming um, 
to Detroit on Monday night next week and just, just get to the bye at 6-2, and two, just get healthy. And then after that, you look at the back half of the line schedule. I mean, it's pretty pretty easy outside of uh, road trips to uh, the Chargers and, and Dallas. So, I mean, that, this, this doesn't change the fact that I think they're going to win the North. I still think they're contenders in the NFC, and um, hopefully out this will become, you know, one of the greatest football years of my life. I've been, I've been a season ticket holder all my life, and I've wasted Sundays upon Sundays upon Sundays, thrown things, punched walls because of the Lions, and, and I'm very much enjoying my fall so far. Dude, I didn't know you were a Michigan guy and a Detroit Lions guy, you know, uh, I love Dan Campbell and the kneecap biting stuff. And, and we play, you wouldn't believe for him not to really be tied. I mean, Detroit's not tied here. It's not like they've got a Mississippi state or Ole Miss player. That's, you know, big time on the roster that I know of. Um, and, but he is great. He's great in the uh, off season. He's great. You know, pregame, postgame during the week. I think you're going to be just fine. He'll have that team ready to play against the Raiders. You'll get back on the winning track, and you got a great chance to make the playoffs. Um, but he he's a good dude, who um, fun, entertaining. So I hope it I hope it works out. Now Sparty, who the hell knows who you're going to hire? I've given, I've, I, I've given up on who. What was that question? I'm sorry. I said, who the hell knows who you're going to hire? Well, hopefully his his name rhymes with Turban Shire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that, I mean, that's who I want. But I'm, I'm, I'm sort of. Football does not matter until until they show me that it matters again, and, and especially when when Tom Izzo has a national championship caliber team again. Izzo, what a dude, man! He has uh, he's been great for y'all for a long time. All right, Justin, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Glad you had a good trip to to Fayetteville. Um, yeah, beautiful area. Justin Frommer, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports on the, uh, the, the firework game. Seven to three, baby. <laughs> the firework game. I love it. Hope you load it up on the under, <laughs> Jason. Um, but they won. And they covered. And th- they did cover. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, just being an underdog. Considering and winning they were bit. underdogs yeah. by six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the line was right when game because I wasn't paying attention. Um, we were doing some other things and getting the game day ready. Man, that 11 a.m., you got to be ready. For real. You know, I, I ran to the store and I picked up some uh, shot top. I, I wanted to get into that. It's delicious, you know, beer. And then I had to get um, some coconut water. Of course. Hydration. Of course. And I grabbed a ribeye. Because I wasn't sure what the night was going to bring. But I knew we were doing venison nachos at 11 a.m. By the time I got home, Wendy was already, you know, roaming around in the kitchen. She's sweet enough to just, she knows I want game day to be, you know, food, fun. She was, she doesn't really care who's playing or winning (laughs) or whatever. But she watched some football with me. And then she did some other things. Um, But I watched in three different places. So I took the TV outside on the pad. On the porch. Yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously, I had one in the living room. 
And then I went down to the boathouse. So I was just roaming. I, I told my friends about that, how, yeah. uh, how they were like, when Bo watches football, does he just like vegetate all day? And I'm like, the exact opposite. Yeah. He can't stop moving. No, <laughs> no. Like he moves to three different places and has it all set well, up. Well, it was a beautiful day. <laughs> and the weather was oh, yeah. fabulous. I, yes. I think everybody listening had a fun weekend, right? No doubt. Um, but yeah, I like to watch in, in different places around the house. It's, Fun that way for me. Just keep you moving. Get your steps in. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I did get. My, I did do a lot of walking, um, and I had to do that. So, um, and we'll we'll talk about your menu on the other side. Okay. <laughs> but our venison nachos were excellent. I mean, jalapenos, rotel, you know, the queso. I mean, it was it was fabulous, and. Um, I started with the Stella Artois, ooh, which was good, and um, yeah, it was a good day. Good day for Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and and some of the Bama. Yeah, good day for the Tide. Still don't know what to do with them, man. <laughs> I mean, I know they're good and they're physical and they're nasty. Boy, they imposed their will on Tennessee in the second half. I still don't know which way to go though, mm. Bama or Georgia, or Georgia with Brock Bowers. How does that look? Back in a second.